Welcome back. In this episode, we are looking at the second reason you might be self-silencing, which is you feel responsible for other people's feelings. Have you ever found yourself walking on eggshells and silencing your own voice just to keep those around you comfortable? This is often a challenge for those of us who are more empathetic and naturally tuned into the emotions of others. We often end up carrying the weight of not just our feelings, but of everyone around us. It's like being an emotional sponge, absorbing the mood and the atmosphere and feeling a deep sense of responsibility to manage and maintain the harmony. You might find yourself adjusting your words, your actions, even your presence to ensure that everyone else is comfortable and happy. You might worry that you'll upset someone by what you say. Maybe that the content will trigger them in some way or if they don't agree and find it offensive, it will make them angry. And when it comes to sharing things about your business, more promotional salesy content, you might hold back because you don't want people to be annoyed by sharing an offer or perhaps irritating them by sending too many emails or posting too much about it. It might not even be sharing something on social media. It might be that you make a decision not to do something in your business because you're worried someone will get mad. In a recent call with one of my clients, she told me she wasn't going to run a specific promotion for her highest ticket offer because a few weeks before, someone had bought it at the full price and she didn't want to upset that one person. So was willing to miss out on the opportunity to work with and help more people by not having this offer on at all. After we discussed the reasons why, it was clear she was taking on the responsibility of their feelings and their reaction from those feelings. I asked what would be the worst that could happen if they were upset about it and it was that they might reach out and ask for a discount, they might even express some kind of discourse in some way and maybe the worst they would do is ask for a refund. So we came up with responses to that and it was more to just lean into giving extra value as a goodwill gift but not to discount it, not to give money back, and also to not offer a refund because her terms do not allow this. So this kind of illustrates how you could be taking on responsibility for other people's reactions and feelings in your business. This could also show up when you're sharing your achievements. You might think people will think you're showing off or bragging, or worry that people will feel inadequate and think that you're rubbing it in their faces. These worries and fears, while they stem from empathy and compassion, can lead us to lose parts of ourselves just to keep other people content. It's important to see a distinction between being conscientious and considerate, making sure you're not intentionally hurting anyone and communicating it in the right way with the right tone 
compared to squashing yourself because you don't want to rock the boat or hurt people's feelings in any way. So why do we do this? For some, it's rooted in their upbringing or past experiences where they were made to feel responsible for keeping the peace or managing other people's emotions. For others, it could be a trait they've developed over time, especially in a professional role that demands high levels of empathy. So as a coach or a therapist, for instance, The issue with it arises when this sense of responsibility starts impeding our ability to express ourselves authentically and live our lives freely. So how do we navigate this? Breaking this cycle starts with awareness and then action. It's about recognizing our role isn't to be the emotional guardian for everyone. We can be empathetic and supportive, but not at the cost of our own emotional health. A key step here is learning to establish healthy boundaries, understand where our responsibility ends and someone else's begins. To help you with this, I have a practical tool to help you to manage this sense of over-responsibility you might feel. So this is a table and you will have four columns and in the first column you will have situations. In the situations column you will list down all the different situations where you might feel a sense of responsibility for other people's feelings. This could be anything from promoting a discount in your business on emails, It could be sharing a personal experience on social media. It could even be expressing an opinion on a controversial topic. And then in the next column, for each situation, identify the perceived responsibility. This is where you articulate what you are worried about. For example, are you concerned that someone might be upset they paid more for a product before a discount was offered? Or perhaps you're worried about reminding someone of a bad experience that they had through your personal story. Then I want you to consider the worst case result. What is the most challenging outcome you can realistically foresee? Someone might express some dissatisfaction or ask for a refund. Or maybe they react negatively to that personal story that you've shared and leave a comment about it. The final column is the proactive response. Here you are going to brainstorm how you could handle these worst case scenarios. For instance, if someone is upset about a discount they missed, you could offer them additional value as a goodwill gesture. Or if someone reacts negatively to the personal story, you could respond with empathy while also reaffirming the value that your experience could offer to other people and explain why you are sharing this story in the first place. But also approach it with curiosity, as I talked about in the last episode. So this is going to give you a clearer understanding of your concerns, but also a practical plan to address them if they were to happen. 
And this can significantly reduce the anxiety and increase your confidence in handling these sorts of situations if they were to arise. But I want to add that these things are not likely to happen. We can get caught up in the mindset of the worst thing. And so also apply that reframing technique. What is the worst? What is the best? And what is most likely to happen? Now let's look at what you should be responsible for. While you can't control how others receive your message, you are responsible for its delivery. This means ensuring that you're communicating your truth effectively and thoughtfully. It's about more than just what you say, it's about how you say it. Also, research is essential, especially when talking about complex, sensitive topics. Doing your research and preparation is not only great for confidence, but also ensures that your communication is informed and reliable. But this doesn't mean you have to be the expert on every subject, but having a solid foundation can make a significant difference in how your message is perceived. And backing up your opinions with facts or explaining how you came to your conclusions helps solidify your message. You're also responsible for communicating your truth. This is about being authentic and genuine in your expression. Your audience can often tell if you're not being sincere, so it's vital that your words align with your beliefs and values. This authenticity is what makes your message resonate more deeply with others. Also, your tone and the words that you choose play a crucial role. They can either invite engagement or create barriers. Being mindful of how your language might be interpreted and striving to be clear and respectful. But this doesn't mean diluting your message, just presenting it in a way that's considerate and accessible. To help with those areas, with the research, with communicating your truth, your tone and the words you use, I invite you to just write about your ideas whenever you can. This is something that has helped me to become really crystal clear in my own ideas, opinions, and perspectives, and to really just dig deeper into where I'm coming from and understand all different aspects of it. So if you were to have a topic that you wanted to talk about, just write about it for yourself first and see where it takes you and where you need to really reconsider the wording that you might choose to use. Being open and flexible is another important aspect. Communication is a two-way street. Be open to different perspectives and the possibility of evolving your own views. This openness not only enriches the conversation, but also demonstrates the willingness to grow and learn. And lastly, I want to touch on critical thinking. It's important to question your assumptions and just be open to different points of view. This approach not only strengthens your argument, but also shows that you've thoughtfully considered the different aspects of the issue or the idea of the 
perspective that you've shared. So to wrap up this episode, we've explored how to identify if you are and why you might be taking on the responsibility of other people's feelings and and how you can navigate them more effectively. And in the next episode, we'll be looking at the next reason you might be self-silencing, that you feel your thoughts and ideas are insignificant. Grab the free tool that I mentioned in this episode at fifimason.com forward slash EP6 and check out my mini book, Stop Self-Silencing, if you want to learn more about this. If you found value in this episode and are seeking more personalized support on your journey to visibility, I'd like to extend a special invitation to you. Join me in the Visibility Lab. This unique space is designed for individuals like you who are ready to amplify their voice, embrace their authentic selves, and make a genuine impact. You'll find an empowering community of like-minded individuals, all working towards greater visibility. So if you're ready to step out of the shadows and into your light, to stop self-silencing and make the impact that you've always dreamed of, then join us in the Visibility Lab. Visit fifimason.com forward slash TVL to find out more.